Hey everyone, this is Roddy Chong from the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and I'm checking out The Jeremy White Show. The Jeremy White Show. Our next guest is a member of the group that's going to be performing live. Two big gigs at the Scotiabank Arena in Toronto. They're doing a 3 o'clock matinee and a 7.30 for the Night Owl Sunday, December 3rd. Perfect, perfect Christmas show. They're going to be doing the Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO, and so much more live. Tickets are on sale now at trans-siberian.com. Welcome to the show for the first time, the one, the only, Roddy Chong. How's it going? All right, Jeremy and everybody. Hello. So good to see you. I've been a fan of yours for quite some time, and that's why I, I, I've talked to Joel Hoekstra too many times. I'm like, no, no, no. I, I, I want to talk to Roddy. I want to give him some love. Um, first of all, talk about Trans-Siberian Orchestra. This group has been going and doing these Christmas shows for decades now, and fans just keep coming and coming. It literally is the perfect family show if you love live music. Uh, talk a little bit about the group and you know what we can expect from this show this time around. Yeah, I would agree with you. That's very much a family show. Uh, young folks and their grandparents and their parents, everyone in between. People that love rock music and love a live show where things are real, where instruments are being played, where you can feel the heat, where you can see the most, uh, the, the best, I was going to say the most expensive, but uh, that's a relative. But the best light show, laser show affects the most updated technology um, as far as a live rock show in an arena. That's what we love bringing to the audiences. And, and I love being a part of it, too. Right. And especially for you, I mean, like as, as a performer, you're, you're so alive on stage. And that's one of the things that I gravitated towards. I mean, like I grew up watching you on all the Shania Twain DVDs and seeing you with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. The theatrical side of it, I mean... It's very important to the band, but even like having musicians that aren't just shoegazers on stage, that helps make the show a lot better. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, you know, many of us that are performing, you mentioned Joel Hoekstra, you know, myself, we grew up on rock music. So mm. rock is uh, an ethos and there's there's a whole liveliness, upbeatness. Um, you know, I, I can't. I'll help but say that I'm influenced by all the productions that I saw before. As a performer, David Lee Roth was hard to ignore. Whoa, whoa, you know, whoa, so hold on a second. You're a Van Halen fan? Well, rock music. Come on, Van like Halen's the, out there. This is like the Van Halen show, man. Like, come on, you're talking like the biggest <laughs> Van Halen guy ever. <laughs> okay, that's not coincidence then. I'm glad we're talking. Yeah. Okay, so hold on now. Talk about Van Halen a little bit. What is it about David Lee Roth that was he was the guy for you? Well, uh, you know, now we know more about live performing. I think he was just doing. So literally, he's just doing. He's being in the moment. And he brought in um, his background. So he had a background in the martial arts. He, he had a love for Japan. Uh, you know, he had a love for uh, pure entertainment and showmanship. And without the show, um, audiences are not going to be thrilled. So uh, what Trans-Siberian Orchestra brings is a show that we would like to see if we were in the audience, right? Yeah. So I actually wasn't able to see David Lee Roth in his prime or do his thing. Um, but I am trying, to, uh, that's one of my influences. You know, I'm also really into fitness and flexibility, so I bring that in. But definitely the rock ethos and all the rock stars that I saw, whether live or um, I've seen videos of them, I'm bringing some of that 
my own version, uh, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra version to the Canadian audiences. Yeah. So, uh, and that's, that's part of what uh, keeps bringing people back. I think people in the audience can tell, they can feel it, that there's a lot of effort being put into this show. There's a lot coming out of this show. So yeah. it is uh, way more value than the price of the ticket. And talking about the tickets, I mean, look, you're going to see this incredible production with all these amazing classics being performed by some of the world's re most renowned musicians. And by the way, tickets, especially priced 39 bucks, offer for one week only. Uh, they're on sale now at Ticketmaster.ca. Two amazing shows going to be happening at the Scotiabank Arena uh, at 3 o'clock and at 7.30. Is it, is it hard as a musician? Is it hard on the chops to do two shows in one day? Um, well, I'll say two things, one with the tickets and one with the chops. So. Yeah. You know, this is actually a, a perfect example where early bird gets the worm, yeah. where now is the time to grab the tickets when people aren't really thinking about Christmas and, and the winter season yet. I am. So, I was at Walmart a while ago and like before the Halloween stuff, so I'm seeing Santa set. I'm like, what's going on here? Yeah. So Trans-Siberian Orchestra tickets, you know, we haven't been to Toronto in a long time. Yeah. So definitely go to trans dash siberian.com slash tour and find the tickets there i also want to encourage people to to go to trans dash siberian.com and not go to any other website that looks authentic or um because you know you know jeremy tickets are kind of yeah. a weird thing lately so oh yeah but um we want to see you there um as far as uh two a days uh yes it's um exhausting but it's also what we love and and that is everybody in the organization from the musicians to the singers to the production folks to the it's a it's an entire uh family a trans-siberian orchestra family that is again putting in a ton of effort and putting in a lot of uh manpower to to not just pull this off but to to bring that tour de force rock show that toronto and canadian fans want to see and we want to over deliver we we over promise but we also want to over deliver on that rock show experience and it is a longer show it's two hours and 20 minutes it's not this well, damn it's not this 90 minute you know we're out of there um you're gonna definitely and you want to stay till the end so the star of the show is actually the story the the ghosts of christmas eve is what we're doing this year so the first half is a story uh a brief intermission with um, introducing the band members, but then we do the best of Trans-Siberian Orchestra songs. So those awesome. who are new definitely don't leave after the story, stay because that's when we're really pulling out all the stops and, and, and blowing everything up. You know, you're going to be so excited for the show. I mean, like, I, I'm definitely going to be going to this because this just sounds so fun. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, we got the two shows. So um, if you want to uh, play hooky from work, um, we've got that afternoon show. Well, it's great because it's a Sunday afternoon. I mean, you know, oh. no school, no work. You got to go see Trans-Siberian Orchestra in Toronto. Absolutely. Right after brunch. Yeah. And you know what? I'm going to go to both shows. And I'm going to see if you put both, like full effort in both of them. I'm gonna say, you know what? He was better at three o'clock. Yes. You've put me on watch. But, you know, <laughs> um, uh, I actually have uh, my own um, spear in my back motivating me because I really don't want anyone in the show 
we don't want anyone in the show to be like, ah, they were phoning that one in. So that's actually never going to happen. As performers, this is what we always wanted to do. Again, I saw those uh, videos on MTV, uh, MTV's Headbangers Ball and things like that, that really influenced me to want to be a part of something that was big, that had meaning. Um, I didn't know there was going to be such a meaningful story. But um, I did kind of envision being a part of something that had all the latest production. Um, and you, you uh, basically I, wanted to be in Kiss, is what you're saying. Yeah, and the goal of TSO, <laughs> if I may say, is to be uh, uh, at least a little bit uh, better than, or uh, you know, these are the goals to be a little bit better than what we saw with Kiss or Pink Floyd or the Who. Uh, these types of influences. Um, definitely there's going to be more. Uh, it's going to be better this year. It gets bigger and better every year. So sometimes people say less is more, but we want to say more is more. Yeah. Look, you sound like Ingvay Malmsteen now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But let's go back to Joel Hoekstra. Joel Hoekstra is the virtuoso with us. Oh, he's great. I mean, from Cher to Whitesnake, like just the man's just absolutely fantastic. Talking about being a being a rock fan and growing up on rock, it must, and especially with Shania Twain's come on over celebrating the Diamond Edition 25th anniversary this year, it must have been incredibly thrilling to work with Mutt Lang on those two incredible tours, Come On Over and Up. Talk a little bit about your experience with Mutt and the Shania thing, because that must have been amazing. Uh, great subject, Jeremy. A lot of people miss that because they're so distracted by Shania's beauty. Um, oh no, I'm I'm a huge Mutt fan. I've had every I've had geez Brent on, Corey's been on, Randall's been on. We've talked okay. about those tours and like yeah, I love the behind the scenes aspect, the technical gear, like everything that was going on. Like and like there, there's so many cool, incredible tales about those those tours, and that's why. I, it's, it's so exciting to talk to you. I, I just wanted to get your story about, you know, how did that whole thing happen for you? Yeah, well, all those guys you just mentioned were my bandmates. Um, I was in Hamilton a couple months ago. I saw the the latest uh, Shania show there in Hamilton. Um, I'm on the air in Hamilton, by the way, on Energy 95.3. So check out my show 7 to 11. <laughs> love Hamilton. Love Ontario. Love Toronto. Love Sudbury. Love all you guys up there. But, um, you know, uh, I did have... Uh, big dreams uh, that were kind of against the odds. I'm a violinist, mm -hmm. but I wanted to be involved with rock music. And you mentioned Brent Barkus, and Brent was the one that had mentioned me. And at that time, Shania had three violinists, three fiddlers that were already there. Mm -hmm. But one guy uh, did stop. Um, he, he pulled himself out to do his own music. So there was a vacancy and I had been asking Brent for advice and he brought my name up. So my audition was actually with Mutt Lang. So uh, part of the benefit that I had was I was a little naive. I didn't know who he was and I found out later and I saw a lot of people audition after me that knew who he was and they crumbled in front of him because of course he is like you are saying, uh, one of the best producers of all time. And his music is in our DNA and in our, in our brains. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I think what I really got from Mutt was um, the actual hard work. A lot of people talk about hard work, um, but he was driving us in a positive way. Um, but there were times when I thought I was in time and he would let me know I'm out of time. So really? here I'm thinking I'm a musician, I'm playing in tune or I'm playing in time and i'm learning from somebody who has better ears than me 
that I'm out of tune and I'm out of time. So I had to sit there in a room and we would rehearse for months, you know, and um, that prepared me a lot for Trans-Siberian Orchestra because we are preparing year round to make these shows excellent. Mm -hmm. So I am used to sitting in a room and working on songs, even if we've already played them before, we want to make them perfect. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people hear the Trans-Siberian Orchestra so uh, show and they wonder if, if those are tracks and those are not tracks. Yeah. Um, uh, those it, it's close to perfection and a little bit of imperfection is that human element that the musicians and the singers are doing. But um, yes, Mutt's a huge influence in my life. And uh, uh, like, like you, like you, uh, like I said, it, the music and, and Mutt Lang is in our DNA in our, in our brains. Talk a little bit about those rehearsal periods in upstate New York, because I mean, I've heard stories of, you know, keyboards being, you know, frying and Mutt hearing it two days before it actually goes out. <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Or, you know, uh, Randall told a story about how he went from using his finger. Um, man, I feel like a woman going from dan dan with his with his finger and went to his thumb and Mutt could hear the difference in attack from the thumb to the index finger. Did you ever have any like bizarre interactions like that when you're performing? And Mutt says, stop, you need to change that. Well, both those stories with with us band members, those are legend because we knew that he was hearing things that even top musicians and and the other producers and uh monitor and pa engineers that were in the room they couldn't hear it but mutt could hear it so mm. um mutt uh, is way up there just uh as far as a, a human being and and his ears and and that's why he he was able to do what he was able to do with so many yeah. rock bands um for me more it, it would just be what i remember is the audition process that when I was um, playing this song called Don't Be Stupid, mm. he had three different versions. So at that time, you mentioned Come On Over, there was a, uh, a country version, a pop version, and an international version. So he asked me in the moment to switch to the international version, which was quite different, actually. Yeah. And during my audition, the power went out. Oh. So the electricity went out. There was no audio, there was no, uh, so I had an hour where I just sat in a corner and tried to figure this out. So how is this song different? <laughs> and um, uh, when the power came back on an hour later, I was able to play it the way that they wanted me to play it. So um, that's, that's kind of, for me, uh, was a life changer because I think that Paul O'Neill, the creator of Trans-Siberian Orchestra, is a also uh, way up there with his ears and his production talents and you know, if i wasn't working with shania and mott and 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 paul o'neill talked with me about the same things as as did al petrelli asked me about mott lang so yeah. all of these things were preparing me uh and helping me be a part of the rock ethos of trans-siberian orchestra so yeah. um trans-siberian orchestra is today is 2023 and 2024 and 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 what i did with the 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 rock stuff with shania twain was a couple decades ago so um yeah. i'm i'm very lucky that i was able to work with so many rock people and everybody knows everybody and that led to trans-siberian orchestra yeah 
Yeah, I just love that stuff. I was just, they, they just rebroadcasted a remastered version of the Live from Dallas show on YouTube to celebrate the anniversary. And so I remember that. All of that stuff is coming back. Do you have any memories of, from that from that taping? The wardrobe. <laughs> I remember we did three wardrobe changes in Dallas, and uh, uh, I remember like silver pants, and and we were jokingly calling it like baked potato pants because like aluminum foil. Yes. Um, <laughs> but um, no, it was a it was a special time. You know, uh, it was a rocket ship, and I'm an Asian guy, not really seen that much in in country music and uh, country rock, and was taken on a on a rocket ship and. Um, I continued with uh, touring, and remember, this is a violin, so yeah, you know, you can understand uh, drums, you know, bass, uh, keyboards, and guitar with with rock music, but uh, that there's a there's a place. So the yeah, world absolutely. is there's a there's a place for everyone listening. You might have some zany ideas and zany dreams, but while we're alive, we should go for them, and. Um, you know, that's part of what we want to do with Trans-Siberian Orchestra is really inspire everybody from the young to the old and uh, give people a bit of a break from perhaps the stress and the, the boringness of regular life and, and come to something that's a winter tradition, a, a, a high octane, high quality Christmas rock experience. And we want to uh, over deliver as best we can for the audience. Yeah, I mean, look, at the end of the day, it's escapism, right? You want to get away from your dumb boss and your your sad, depressing life. You want to go have, you know, a nice beverage and let us into the Trans-Siberian Orchestra. And if you're living a great life, this is something to, to give Even more better. You can afford the private lodge if you're living a great life. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and on a side note, I just want to say that I love Canadians and uh, – um, you know, we're, we're your neighbors that love you here down in the yeah. South, but uh, we can't wait to get back up to Toronto. Yeah. Well, I'm Native American and I live on a reservation not far from the big city with dual citizenship. So I'm, te I'm technically both. So it's good. Wow. I can't wait to see at both those shows, Jeremy. Yeah, it'll be fun. <laughs> back, I know I'm talking a lot about the Shania stuff from a, from, a, back, yeah. from a musical standpoint. How difficult is it to play those fiddle parts? Well, um, they are parts. So that's the interesting thing is that there's space between these things. It's not just wittily, wittily, wittily playing an entire song for three and a half minutes. So it's a different, uh, perhaps if someone's throwing with their right hand, it's a, it's a different way of playing, like kind of throwing with your left, mm -hmm. a different musculature, a different um, working of the brain. Um, but uh, definitely with Shania, it was perfection. Mm -hmm. So that we're playing it exactly like the original at that time, what people heard on the CD, yeah. what people heard while they were driving around in their, their car. Um, we played that to perfection. And uh, Trans-Siberian Orchestra is the same way. We want to play things perfectly like uh, people hear that while um, listening on their Spotify now. Yeah. And... Um, well, Brent, uh, Brent told a cool story about the Up Tour specifically, saying that, you know, Mutt didn't want his backing vocals being played anymore. So the guys, you guys went in and recut your own backing vocals. So you sang along with yourselves live. With the fiddle parts and Nigel Green, I mean, like those, you hear those bootlegs, like they sound so good. Did you guys cut fiddles as well, as well as the backing vocals? or Because it's well documented that there was tracks, but you guys weren't miming. You're like, it's, that's not what I'm saying. It's like, but there was no, no. accompaniment. 
No, and I, I take zero offense. This is a conversation, and that's exactly what was happening. That, And, and you, know, you guys were kind of innovators in that sense because, like, the live sound was so important to that music that it's like if, if, if it didn't have those tracks or the bigness, like, it just it wouldn't be as fun. Look, Mutt Lang was the biggest. So, yeah, you're going to hear 40 voices. Yeah. Well, there's not 40 people up there, you know. So, yes, we were all singing and we did record ourselves and that would be played along with. Now, um, as far as gang fiddles, we did have three fiddles going on at any given time. Yeah. So um, we didn't specifically do that. It, that was the vocals where we specifically recorded all background vocals and we sang along with them. But gang fiddles, the group, we did have three going on. Our violins were um, typically acoustic wooden violins with pickups. So they did exactly. sound like violins. And um, with did they the run through an amp, did you have like a, like a fiddle rig with some distortion or anything? Or was it just dry? We each had fiddle rigs mm. and, and they would tweak things just a little bit, you know, a little bit of reverb, a little bit of uh, boosting the low to warm it up mm. and um, make, making sure it sounded like a violin. And then um, we just learned how to play um, specifically together unless it was a solo. So, so yes, multi-layered, um, uh, multi-layered everything <laughs> is yeah. really what, what, what Mutt did, and he had backups to the backups, and I keep relating it to Trans-Siberian Orchestra, and you know we can keep going back to Mutt, but um, we also in Trans-Siberian Orchestra have backups to the backups, but um, but uh, well, you gotta I, one computer goes down, you gotta have the, <laughs> you gotta have three three going. Well, we don't have any any how you called it accompaniment. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to make it clear that with Trans-Siberian Orchestra, you're gonna hear some mistakes sometimes because. There are no tracks like yeah. that. So. Well, I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, you got the show computer running the whole production and everything. It doesn't necessarily mean the band's on tape. Right. I just was um, clarifying with, with what Mutt Lang was doing and, yeah. and what uh, Paul O'Neill and the music directors for Trans-Siberian Orchestra are doing. So Trans-Siberian Orchestra actually takes great pride in playing everything live. And, yeah. and if, if anyone it occasionally happens you know, where someone actually is like giving so much of a show that they wipe out, you know, all of a sudden <laughs> no guitar. I actually love that. I think, you know, you were there when that happened. And so, you know, you want to be waiting to see that. And you definitely don't want to want to see a pre-recorded show or, or hear a pre-recorded show. So we are um, good enough, um, more than good enough. And, and we do rehearse a long time before we put this thing on. I mean, we, we rehearse, we re rehearse in an arena so that we're not uh, we're not uh, completely um, green going into the first show. That first show is already at the height, and then we just keep that height going for 104 more shows. So yeah. uh, people don't realize that in that six, seven weeks, we're, we're, we're cramming in 104 shows in North America. Yeah, and look, when you're such a great musician and you're so well, t like, rehearsed and you know that's that's your a it's your job and you're supposed to be that good and if it's that good it's going to sound like the record and i go back to the shania thing i think it was brent who said that um a, a big time like nashville musician like went up to him one time and he was at the show and he's like are you uh are those my guitar tracks or uh, are you playing he's like no we're playing man like mud made us rehearse like this shit to the to to a t and you know, there was a lot of accusations apparently around that time with like the miming. And he was like, no, man, there was definitely some tracks playing, but like everything else, we were playing that stuff live. So it, it's nice to be able to say that.
I think with the great groups, um, they actually do work really hard, not just at the playing, but you're talking about Brent Barkus. I mean, they as a team sat there to replicate. They they found out, you know, which buttons were. Oh, pressed, yeah. He said Mutt had like knobs. a book with like all like every single amp setting for every single song that they used to record and like. And then extra adjustments for each venue. So, you know, this is uh, going beyond anything that anyone else can hear, but trying to make it as uh, close to the original recording and then as big as a stadium um, in every venue. So um, and that's why Trans-Siberian Orchestra sounds so great live as well, because there's great care taken into, you know, just even the front of house mix. Like it, it just sounds fantastic. And, and just to bring it uh, to what you're saying, Dave Whitman is our sound engineer and you're going to hear his artistry as the uh, uh, front of house mixer. And he mixed Foreigner 4 with Mutt Lang. Oh, wow. Yeah. So there, it's all connected in the rock world. Look at that. And, um, well, you guys had Nigel think... Green mixing your front of house for all those Shania shows. I mean, jeez. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Both, both of those guys were driven crazy by Mutt Lang. <laughs> and that's a good thing. You yeah. know, that, that's how far you're going in your craft to, to the brink of insanity. But um, uh, as far as from what I have heard from many musicians, many people who know, the Trans-Siberian Orchestra shows sound incredible. As far as those micro adjustments, it certainly isn't throwing up a bunch of mics and plugging a bunch of stuff in and, and putting the faders up. It is, yeah. it is an art within itself, and it sounds amazing out there. And and you're just not going to hear. I think you can look at reviews anywhere. You're just not going to hear where where the sound was off. It, yeah. it, it's the opposite. That this was the the best acoustic, you know, rock show that we've ever heard. And and that's because of all those details being taken care of during rehearsals and even throughout the day setting up for the show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hate that when I go to a show and you know exactly like how the record's supposed to sound and then you get there and it's in an arena and it's just the driest, blandest mix and the sound guy's just sitting there looking all fat, you know, not moving any faders, like just, you know, like I, I saw uh, Stanley, the front of house guy from Megadeth. I was sitting in front of house with him a couple of weeks ago. And I'm not kidding. The man did not stop. He like on the digicode the whole time, every single song, making adjustments. Like if if they're just sitting there and they don't have that artistry, and a if they don't know the music, it it's just like a flub for everybody. Yeah, I mean that's basically laziness or doing a great job. You know, those yeah. are the that's the two ends of the spectrum. And and Trans-Siberian Orchestra wants to be on the end of doing a great job. Um, going beyond the expectations of even our regulars. Yeah. And, and, you know, I do know, I do know everyone in the organization and everyone really cares. Yeah. You know, we care about the artistry, but we also care about the audience. You know, we care about that local community. I'm sure you heard that we give $1 from every ticket to uh, a charity or a, an organization that is in need in the local community. And I think... Yep. You know that over the the years of touring, I think it's been like eighteen million dollars given back to those communities. So that shows the heart of Trans Siberian Orchestra. They care that much about the people. We care about the kids that are like having the the wonder of Christmas and winter and rock 
and how some of them might actually become musicians or they might not become musicians, but they want to rock in whatever yeah. that they end up wanting to do. So, but we also care about people that are rock fans that want uh, an authentic uh, 2023 rock experience, not something that's hobbling around, but something that's David Lee Roth-esque, you yeah. know, you know, we keep setting the bar really, really hard, really, really high, and we go really, really hard. Yeah. And I was just watching the tour promo video and stuff and everything, and the, this show is just going to look so good. Uh, two shows happening at Toronto Scotiabank Arena on December 3rd. is a 3 o'clock and a 7.30. There's going to be an intermission between the shows, so you get a breather from the nonstop intensity in your face rock and roll experience, which is good to know. I'll be able to go get a hot dog and a drink and then get back and... You know, listen to the best. That I don't know if you'll have that much time. The intermission is really only like a 90, uh, 90 seconds, so like a minute and a oh, half. Oh, I thought, yeah. I, thought, I thought this was like, you know, like a road, like Quentin Tarantino road show. You know, you get the intermission in the middle. It's like going to a play. <laughs> no, they're just going to uh, introduce the, uh, the band at that time and then okay. bang, bang right away. So you actually don't want to necessarily miss that. Even better. Even better. That is like money. That's money well spent right there. Yeah, we definitely bring a ton of value for that ticket. So that ticket price. The Ghosts of Christmas Eve, the best of TSO and more happening with Trans-Siberian Orchestra. Get your tickets now, trans-siberian.com. And of course, at Ticketmaster.ca. And you can go check out their site for all of their tour dates. If one shows in one city is not enough, why don't you go and check them out uh, in New York or, you know, anywhere else in the Upper East Coast in the area, you know? And this, this show is national across, you know, U.S. and Canada online, so it's like, you no, know, people are going to hear this in all different cities. They're going to go to this show. Absolutely. We love you guys. Thank you, Jeremy. And uh, we'll see you at uh, either the matinee or the evening show in one of those cities. Uh, go to trans-siberian.com slash tour and uh, stay away from those bad websites and uh, let's let's do this properly. That's it. Uh, before we go, grab your fiddle and do a quick uh, Trans Siberian Orchestra solo for us. What do you say? Really? <laughs> Okay, I mean, I got a violin back here. Let me, Actually, I yeah. I don't know if it's in tune. Oh, uh, you know what? Mont Lang's going to be very disappointed if it's not. <laughs> hey, look at that. Ooh, nice. This one's for Jeremy. You got to get the, ooh, ah, you got to get it in there. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Those Mutt Lang vocals. Um, Do you remember how to play Don't Be Stupid? Oh, my gosh. I'm going to get fired. I'm supposed to be doing Trans-Siberian <laughs> This was Jeremy's fault. He kept on pulling the pulling. You saw me. You heard me trying to pull it back. Yep. Of course. But let me, let me, let me get back to... Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, let me get back to uh, what we're promoting here is Trans-Siberian Orchestra.
Oh man, that sounds so good. Hey, no warm up. Didn't even know if it was in tune. Jeremy has that kind of power, putting musicians on the spot, getting what he wants. Look at that. But I, I again want to just say transsiberianorchestra.com slash tour. Get your tickets now. Uh, we'll see you at one of the, the upper northeast cities, like you said, or especially yep. Toronto. Yep. And, and I want you specifically at some point in the night, you need to do a good Paul Stanley. Hello, Toronto! <laughs> well, How you I'll doing, do a, people? I'll do a split leap, like yeah. DLR. Or you do a David Lee Roth. Look at all the people here tonight. <laughs> or something from Sabotage. Uh, yes. <laughs> Why not? Of, of course. Very, very, very influenced, obviously, by Sabotage. So, uh, again, Trans-Siberian Orchestra, um, we love you guys, and, and thank you for uh, um, thinking about us here this early. Um, but definitely, early bird gets the worm, so get those tickets. An all-new episode of The Jeremy White Show. Available wherever you stream. Catch up on past interviews and episodes on demand now. Subscribe so you don't miss any of it.